networking is so important if you're, especially when you're a beginner, just because you're going to be able to get around people who are doing more than you. And if I, Al Tramozzi said this, I'm a big believer in like always trying to provide as much value without asking for something to anyone. 100%. Because when you need something, it's not like you're going to feel needy to ask because you know you've already given so much. So that's how I kind of was with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that I was around. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the eFormula podcast. I'm really excited today because I have Kendall in the house. The Thank first you for time having ever we're Thank gonna you. talk about e-com on the eFormula podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it. Kendall, we recently met and for the last couple of months I've gotten to know you a lot more. Right. Get to see your business and everything that you do. And I'm excited to have you share everything you're Thank doing you for with, having the, me, man. with the audience. For you sure. Know, for people that doesn't know Kendall, can you just give people a little bit of preview or you know insight of who Kendall is for as sure. a kid and your journey to entrepreneurship? For sure. Well, thanks. First of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and look forward to the audience learning more about me and seeing how we can help uh, others that are watching that are you know just trying to get into entrepreneurship. But 100%. a little more about me. My name is Kendall Shaw. I'm 22 turning 23 in a month from now, so super wow. excited. And I've been doing e-commerce, digital marketing, social media marketing for about eight years now. I started eight when years. I was 14 years old, actually. Wow. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and now you know I've run several marketing agencies in different different verticals, excuse me, which we'll, we'll go into. But now I really run two main companies. I'm the CMO at Arc Automation, which is my e-commerce portfolio company. So nice. we work with individuals that want to get passive exposure to e-commerce via Amazon or Shopify or Facebook shops. Nice. So that's one business. And my other business, I have an education company called Econ PhD with my good friend Josh, who you haven't met yet, we will meet. And the reason why I started um, an education company is just because when I was a beginner in e-commerce, there was really no one looking to help people or no one that could really provide valuable information to go and learn how to profitably start a business. So after mm. eight years of experience of learning how to run my own ads, build my own brands, and have successful businesses, and also consulting people on how to build successful e-commerce businesses, I decided to, okay, let me not only do this with someone that I care for a lot and also is very successful, my business partner, Josh, uh, does has done eight figures in profit wow. selling physical products, but we decided to make a beginner friendly program because there's nothing, there was nothing out in the market that would allow us to, or allow people to really have a step-by-step -step process to learn from people who are actively still running their businesses. And the great part about it is we even have a money back guarantee for the students, which wow. holds us very accountable. So we also have free content we give to people. So that's why I made it. And after making millions of dollars with our students and our consulting clients, we were like, okay, now let's really build something much bigger to us and bring something big to market. So wow. um, those are my two main ventures. and. It's been really, really exciting new year. Oh, that's epic. Uh, you know, I know, you know, I can relate to that in a lot of instances, right? Because I started my journey in digital marketing as well. And, you know, finding somebody that is actually doing it is, you know, a lot of people sell cars on things that they don't even right. do. So finding somebody that is actively doing it, crushing it, would allow you to pretty much get access to like fresh data right. because the market changes. For sure. Somebody have done it like five years ago. Today is a completely different game. Right. So I think that's something valuable. And you guys, we 
share more details with you guys so you can really get to look into e-commerce PhD and, you know, give you the opportunity to start an e-commerce journey. Yeah, I think also it's important to practice what you preach, 100%. you know, um, so having two different mindsets on one program and also with Ecom PhD, we still actively run our businesses and are still trying to grow. So mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in that if your provider or teacher or consultant can't actively show you what they're doing in their business and like say, for example, hey, I have several products that I show in the course and even you know, when we do our live trainings to for students who want to learn from us, I actually show products that I've, obviously I'm not running them anymore, yeah. right? But I show products like, hey, here's the website, here's the store, here's the exact ads, here's the exact marketing strategy, right? Like if you can't provide that, that to someone, then like, you know, that's really You're like- something. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> it's cool to sell courses and consulting, but at the end of the day, it's really about impact. And that's why we created Ecom PhD, just because the more impact we provide, you know, at the end of the day, the more money we're gonna make. 100%. So it's like, it's like selfish greed, I know if, if I can do give my students the best results and they leverage our systems and our affiliate products, et cetera, then they'll be able to get better results from that. So yeah, it's really exciting. We're running about 24 Shopify stores at Arc oh, and then wow. over 40 uh, Amazon wholesale stores. Oh, sick. Oh, that's a big, big operation. Yeah, man. Big operation. You guys, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. We're going to dive deep into that. I wanted to, you know, because you started your journey young. Right. Did you, like, how did you come to that? Did For you... Sure you know, like look up to someone that you feel like you need to do something right. to wish or... That's a great how, question. How did that start it? I'm a big believer in proximity is power. So proximity growing up, power. my family, my dad was an entrepreneur, but he also worked in FinTech as a developer. Oh, nice. So I was exposed to like the internet and computers at a very young age. Actually, mm -hmm. I have a funny story. Um, I'm a big Marvel guy. So Marvel. growing huge Marvel guy, I love Marvel. So when I was like four years old, I was actually trying to buy a one-of-one Spider-Man suit for Halloween. So I was like emailing, wow. I was emailing manufacturers on Alibaba in Japan. And my mom walked into my room and she's like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm just like up at like three, four in the morning, like <laughs> nothing, mom. <laughs> um, wow. So I was always kind of into entrepreneurship and I knew I wanted to, I think it all starts with like, like I said, environment. Um, so being, growing up in Atlanta, there's a lot of wealth in Atlanta, but there's also a lot of wealthy families and people. So mm -hmm. since my parents did well for themselves, I was able to be exposed to other people who were, you know, mm -hmm. millionaires, very successful ex executives at a very young age. So that kind wow. of framed my mind to where, you know, when you're just starting off in any business, you know, mindset is a big thing. As you level 100%. up, you know, mindset, it's always gonna be very important, but really when you're in that foundation stage, think of like your mindset as like the pyramid like the very bottom of the pyramid. So if your mindset's messed up in the way you view things on the world yeah. and entrepreneurship and in the way you view money, then you know everything's gonna be messed up from 100%. that, right? 100%. So after that, um, in high school, you know, iFunny came out when I was like maybe in I I 13. So iFunny was, this was before, this was like 2012, 2013. So this was mm. right before Instagram oh, came wow. out. So it was like Vine and iFunny and I was basically, making a little bit of money online by posting like memes, ad memes on there. And then I got into Instagram and Twitter page wow. influencer marketing. So basically I didn't own the pages at the time. So I was still very young, but I would co-manage these pages and get paid a little bit for uh, like them running, helping run, run their shout outs. And that was kind of like my introduction into the online space. Back in the wow. day on Twitter, you used to be able to get like a million impressions for like 140 to $200 back in the day on Twitter. Yeah, so you could buy a, a drop shipping product, mm -hmm. pay for a million impressions, and let's say you'll break even on that if it's a good offer mm -hmm. at the minimum. So this is like 2016, um, 2017. So that's like the real foundation start. But I think 
in entrepreneurship, everyone has to go through like a very pivotal moment, whether that's like you're at a high and you come down from a low, et cetera. And for me, I was just going down a bad path. I was abusing substances I shouldn't use, that, let's say, mm. and treating uh, men and women, really women, honestly, in a way that was like not the best as a young man. So that led me to doing things that I shouldn't do. Not anything bad, but I got in some trouble with some police and that was like the big shift for me. I was like, because wow. when you're young, you don't, and I think everyone runs into this, you don't really view how your actions can affect you for the future in the long term. So having like that wake up moment wake for up. me was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, so I you need to do get this. Together. Yeah, so after that, basically I stopped hanging out with all of my friends. I uh, stopped eating lunch at my high school and started just really going hard all in on self-education. So that's right around when Ty Lopez's SMMA course came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too broke to, to I, could ba I could barely even work a job, I was 16. So I was so broke, yeah. so I paid like 30 bucks with 30 people to buy it. And that was like, that plus Gary Vaynerchuk, I would say, um, mm. was like the big shifts for me. It's like YouTube at YouTube University, right? Yeah. You're going through all those mindset YouTube videos, reading those books. Um, that's really a good way, like as a beginner, to really wow. you know, frame your mindset. Bro, this is crazy. I, I, I kind of, I think we have like similar path. I started with Ty Lopez, yeah. six or seven steps to, yep. and then get into his social media stuff, yeah. and then came across uh, SEO. Yeah, for wow. sure. And I don't know why, honestly, this is off topic. I don't know why people hate on Ty Lopez, you know? When people yeah. I see that, like... It's, it's funny, bro. It's funny. Ty Lopez have influenced, like I would say, half of the entrepreneurs from 2016 until now. Yeah, because, because he of, made, he... SMMA was a real thing. Like people, no, it was like SMMA. Like there were marketing agencies that provided social media campaigns, but just like the fact of like to so many individuals and myself, like oh, I can make money online by charging business a service yep. to do something for them. Like that, just like that, that whole concept, idea. that whole idea. Like the course itself was it good? Eh, Joe Soto's course was better, yeah. right? But the fact that like he as a marketer did that and you know a hundred percent you changed the game it's like showing somebody the light right you see the light whatever you find in the light if it wasn't because of the light you wasn't going to see it right so ty lopez showed all of us the light he can you know like many entrepreneurs in the digital space right now have been shown the light by ty lopez yeah and we this have is the introduction you know the least we can do is be grateful yeah you know? yeah so after that um, then basically I took Ty Lopez's course, the summer came, I also played college, uh, not college lacrosse, I did play, I played lacrosse in high school, so I was basically doing lacrosse, working a job to fund my business, mm -hmm. being a high schooler, having fun, and then also just like complete zoning in, um, and that's when I met, uh, that's when I really started watching Gary Vee, and he says document, don't create, so even since I was a 16-year-old kid, which is, I think, really helped me grow my personal brand a lot, is I've been documenting everything. Now, I'm really busy, so it's, like, not as much. It's more of, like, very specific content mm -hmm, opportunities. Mm -hmm. But after, after that, basically, I started closing some clients for my marketing agency. It was called Maverick Marketing. Maverick Marketing. Nice. Yep. Um, no, he's a Marvel guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right <laughs> and um, that was before Logan Paul came out with his Maverick brand. But before, um, after that, I couldn't, I, would, I made maybe like two grand and closed like a gym and a restaurant, but mm -hmm. I didn't know how to run ads to get results. Cause Ty Lopez's face, like Facebook ads. Joe Soto was the one talking about Facebook ads yeah. for restaurant in the course, yeah. yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur or a beginner, like running, learning how to run ads on a traffic platform, if you're brand new to marketing, it actually is a pretty big hurdle. You gotta learn how to like, first you have to learn how to get all the backend integrations set up. Yeah. And then there's the actual marketing fundamentals, right? So that was like a huge, huge barrier to me. And I was like, okay, well, I can't keep doing this because I'm wasting time, losing money. money. Yep. So 
let me pivot um, and let me uh, go learn e-commerce and dropshipping. Because at the time, Adrian Morrison and Dan DeSilva, Dan, yeah, yeah. Dan is someone I actually met. He's, I wouldn't say he's a close friend, but he's a friend of mine. And we have the same, a lot of mutual friends. That, mm -hmm. They were really starting to just start producing Shopify content. Yeah, yeah. So I started engaging with their content and just like networking. Networking is so important if you're, especially when you're a beginner, just because you're gonna be able to get around people who are doing more than you. And if I, Al Tramozzi said this, I'm a big believer in like always trying to provide as much value without asking for something to anyone. 100%. Because when you need something, it's not like you're gonna feel needy to ask because you know you've already given so much. So that's how I kind of was with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that I was around. For example, one of my good friends, Noah, he runs a social snowball, which is like a uh, e-commerce app company. And mm -hmm. he was killing it. Twitter shout outs, had some other friends that were killing it. So I like literally wanted to help him with one of his stores. And that store was selling um, a physical product and that store did well, but like it wasn't my store. I made maybe like four grand on it. He mm. obviously made like 10 times because it, it was his under his entity. Yep. But that was like, oh, like this is how you run Facebook ads. Like I was trying to provide as much value to others. So that's like one big takeaway that um, I think has allowed me to have good amount of success at 22 just by providing as much without asking but then going into my senior year of high school i really was like because gary v talks a lot about like i'm not gonna cuss on here but screw college right yeah, screw so i was college. like all right like i need to get money because like i'm not like going to call it and i don't want to go to college because coming from an african-american household um i know you're you can probably yeah. relate to this too like 100%. your parents back in the day like before the internet going to college and getting a degree and going to nine to five was that was the, no that was no it was a good route to go to you could still yeah. be an entrepreneur but the internet has expanded so many opportunities and every tons of millions of different verticals and fields and industries so for me i was like all right i see the power of this i've made some money i was building my personal brand seeing around other people yeah i don't want to do this so um I was in my high school senior year, I got to take a class called scientific research, scientific research and gifted internship. So scientific research, I got to choose because before that, if you guys remember, if you guys know this AP physics, fucking hardest class in high school. Um, and since I got to take that class, I could take scientific research in my senior mm. year. So I was like, all right, let me, let me grind this out. And I got to research any topic I want. So guess what I chose? I told drop shipping, chose drop shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose drop, I finessed wow. the school, this is how I finessed the school system. So I chose drop shipping. <laughs> so I studied drop shipping for an hour and a half my first day. And then I had this class called the main event because I was uh, the vice president of DECA, which is a business club at my high school. Oh, so sure. in the main event during my lunch block, I would just work the school store, barely do anything and just like continue to educate myself on courses, work on stores, really do that in that block. And then my fourth block, um, one semester I got to take gifted internships. So I got to intern at an SEO marketing agency. Wow. And then I also got to take, um, I think it was called like business learning or business development or something where you got to work at another company. So what I did is I formed my own LLC and then I got to work at my own company. So wow. basically my senior year of high school, <laughs> you have I was school like, system. I was basically like, all right, I'm locked in. <laughs> and in the first semester I was getting some results, like nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had some clients here and there, but then Come February, this is where my first winning product was. I made a t-shirt that said Wakanda Forever when Black Panther came out. And I oh, made wow. about 5,000 in profit in wow. a month. So I was like 40K in revenue, right? Wow. So that was with no Facebook ads because I still didn't really like crack the code crack on the Facebook, code on Facebook, Facebook ads, ads, right? So it did it through shout outs. Man. Shout outs, yeah, Instagram shout outs, theme pages. And like, I tried to get some UGC back in the day. Like I sent it to my cousin and they gave me like an unboxing video. <laughs> so after that, I turned 18, turned 18, made 40K in a month, blew absolutely every single dollar of it. Like didn't even track my profits. Like it's okay. Wow. But after you have that first mindset shift, that first win, you're like, okay, that changes everything. Yeah, right? 100%. So after that, then 
Long story short, I ended up committing to the University of Tampa for lacrosse because I was like, I need to get out of Georgia because mm-hmm. I knew if I did, that was a, my only really opportunity to go to Florida, got some athletic money, scholarship money. Um, and then from there, after six weeks of college, I dropped out because I was already making five to six K a month selling a dad hat, actually. Wow. Yeah, selling a dad hat. And I was like, okay, why would I do this? I was in accounting class hungover one day, I remember. And they're, no, I was actually in marketing class. This is the class I need to drop out. And they're mm-hmm. teaching me about billboard ads. And I was scaling my Facebook and Snapchat ads in class. And I was like, <laughs> why am I, like, I'm, I'm like doing like, <laughs> Whatever like 10 doing. orders an hour. And I'm like, why? Because I was doing maybe like 2K a day at that time. And I'm like, why am I here? So I literally just stopped going to class. Just, and um, I had an opportunity to work at a marketing agency called Digitalism. So I got to work with some corporate clients like Rolls Royce, oh, Coca-Cola, sick. Patron, Miami Marlins. Like that is like verified like on my resume like I can say that so I was like okay cool let me do that then we scaled that company to 60k a month over 18 months and then I left that and that was two years ago so now it's like that's like the full come up story wow that's incredible Uh, you mentioned you just dropped out after you know that that story did you have to face a specific type of criticism from your parents how did you break them the news so dropping out of college I think it's definitely there's a risk, but there's risks associated with everything, you know. 100% life in general. Yeah. So for me, I knew like with what I wanted to do, like I already had my heart set on going to Florida and dropping out. I just needed to have the income and the confidence in myself to, to do, do that. So when I had the opportunity to work with digitalism and be co-owner in that company and also like work with those clients and grow my businesses, I was like, okay. I was working with everyone older than me. I was 18. So I was like, okay, the risk to reward. It was like a trade. Okay. I risk, let's say a year and a half, which is how long I was in Tampa with them. And if mm-hmm. this fails, I always can go back home, right? Yep, I can 100%. always go back home. My parents will, your parents will always love you guys if you do that. However, what can I learn and how can I grow from this? So then I did that. So I actually dropped out. I didn't really drop out. First, I stopped going to class completely. And I was still living on campus. Cause like, all right, I already paid for this semester in campus. I might as well just stay here as long as possible. 100%. And then I started getting like emails from my teachers. I was like having like zeros in classes. And then I just dropped out. And my parents at first, because I'm the oldest in my family, my parents at first were definitely very upset. Yeah, because you're uh, going to be the role model. Yeah, very <laughs> upset. But my brother and I are very different, right? I just have a little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were very upset. And actually, like, we didn't really like talk for a couple months. Um, I didn't see them until Christmas. But other than that, you know, I think dropping out of college if you're watching this and you're like on the fence, first you need to be making really good money and like there needs to be a bigger opportunity. Like 100%. if you, you, you can't just drop like, cause college is always like the safe route. Do I think the education system is gonna be revolutionized in this next decade? Of course. But if you're, I wasn't, if you're just taking a general business degree, like that's cool. But like, you know, for me, I was like, wasn't really passionate yeah. about it. And I was like, okay, like, I felt like, I felt like college was slowing me down, right? So like, if you're making, my 100%. advice rule of thumb is like, if you're in college right now, right? And you don't have enough momentum with something else that college is not gonna teach you, where like, you're, you going to school is lowering your income ability, then don't drop out, right? Now, obviously your financial situation depends on that, right? Exactly. But for me, like if you know, like you, your opportunity isn't better, then there's no point. 100%, you know? Because the idea is that you want to be successful in life, you know. Yeah. It pretty much goes back to, I always tell my, my friends, all about your, you know, your purpose. If you're young, maybe you don't have clarity about that, but you for sure know what you want in your life. Right. You know, you want to be successful, what's the shortest way to success that you can personally conceive right now based right. on your skill set? Yeah, and you also know? like college is a great way, 
you know, for me, I was blessed to be able to do this in high school, right? Because I just, I had the mindset shift, but college is a great way to build those skills, right? You're going to have a lot of free time because you don't have to get all A's to make six figures, right? You get, get somewhat grades, not like, I don't believe in C's, right? But at least get like B's in your classes. So you're at least like trying so you can actually call. I don't believe in backup plans, but like if you're going to go to college, okay, well, and you want to be an entrepreneur, have that backup plan. So you're not like, okay, like I got a 2.75, yeah. but I'm not a 3.9, right? You know, you can be there and then spend that time, go to networking events, buy events, go to courses, yeah. buy courses, start testing business, try different businesses. When I was in high school, I tried Forex, SMMA, drop shipping, never really got into affiliate marketing, but I know a lot of people are killing it with affiliate. Yeah. So try different things or do research on different things so you can find the vehicle that's best suited for you, right? If you're 100%. looking for a vehicle to learn, you know, there's like first like advertising. So there's so many skills in advertising, right? Like media buying, copywriting, landing page building, funnel uh-huh. building, right? So like there's advertising, there's like sales. So like high ticket sales, appointment setting, there's e-commerce, Shopify, Amazon FBA, you know, Etsy, Facebook shops. There's so many different opportunities 100%. online. But with that being said, everyone's going to market to you. And I'm, I sell a coaching program. So I agree. They're going to say their opportunity is the best. There is really no best opportunity. All of these are billion-dollar vehicles, right? It just comes down to who you are as who, like, who you are and like, what best resonates for you. So 100%. I stopped. That's why I stopped doing certain things because I wanted to focus on you know, making money online. Uh, epic, epic. You know, this is incredible. I think based on your story, I think a lot of people will be able to really connect with it. For sure. And this is really dope. Another thing is that, okay, you left the marketing agency. What was the story about? Did you have to get fired or you decided to No, I didn't get fired. So I would say, uh, how do I say this in the nicest way? So compare this to the music industry. This was like mm-hmm. a 360 deal. Mm-hmm. So, oh, a 360 deal. So like, I was to... bringing, my personal brand was bringing in, granted it was a team effort, everyone was contributing, but there was six people mm-hmm. in the business. One was a passive investor and the passive investor, we, we all moved into a house together, right? Mm-hmm. So the passive investor, we were paying the mortgage on his house and like one, a couple of the rooms were messed up in the house, mm-hmm. right? And that money was coming out of the business. So he was not only, and this is also granted to him, mm. back now that I'm older, okay, this is smart that like he was able to manipulate us in a way to his advantage. This, at the end of the day, it is business in the it's world. Business, yeah. Like if, you're, if you see something shitty in a contract and you don't read it, that's whose fault is that? Yours? Yeah, sure. Obviously that ethics, whatever, right? But um, I don't know. I was just, my personal brand was growing a lot. Like it was really... We were selling a done for you, like Shopify, Shopify consulting, and then also like running ads for people. Mm-hmm. But like my personal brand was bringing in a lot of it at the time, like a lot of the results. So I felt mm. like, okay, like I saw how powerful my brand was. Obviously, I had like a jump start with you know being able to do everything because they were funding a lot. Like I was able to come to Miami, Fountain Blue, Boca Resort for free, nice. all those different things, and work with those clients. So it was a good, it was a trade off, right? But. I was just working so much and like only making like four to five K a month, but our business would do like 60 K wow. like 70 K. Cause there's so many people to pay so out. Yeah. Cool. And, um, so after that, and there's just like some things like that I just wasn't like aligned with like your employer should never be paying your taxes for you. Right. That means they're withholding your money. Mm. Right. So there's some like little things with the money. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, all right, like, I don't know. And then my good friend, Piero, like he left and once Piero, Piero's a great creative. I love, want to love his content. Um, when he left, I was like, okay, like, all right, like it just came to a breaking point. So, you know, it was all a learning lesson. And that was honestly one of the best experiences of my life because not only did I learn so much and scale businesses from that, mm-hmm. I made so many connections, but also it was so humbling because I had to move back home with my parents. 
which wow. is like actually really good that ha happened because I moved back home. This was like maybe October. Moved back home. I had to go back to college. I didn't actually go to school. I signed up for like online mm -hmm. class, but I was like, mm -hmm. there's ain't no way I'm going back to school after yeah, this. Yeah. And then I just started scaling my marketing agency. I created a new agency called Maybach Media at the time. Oh, nice. And um, that was the agency that we when scaled. Was that it. Before this COVID, was June, October 2019. 2019. Right. And then COVID, I started scaling. I was just being super low key. Um, and then I scaled it from zero to 25K a month in like three months myself. Oh, wow. And then COVID counts. So COVID came and I was like working with realtors. I was trying to figure out what niche what I wanted niche to do. Because I'm a big believer. If you guys run a service based business, one niche. nugget you have to have is picking a niche just because generalists versus specialists, right? If you have a repeatable result that you can get for a certain type of clientele, then you're gonna be able to get better results and charge 100%. more. Charge more. 100%. So COVID hit um, and then I was running ads for a physical product called, a brand called The Skin Deep and they were selling mm. relationship card games. So mm. I was able to scale this brand from like half a million annually to five million annually myself wow. with paid ads. Obviously I had a team running Google, but I was really running the majority of the Facebook so that happened, and then my uh, one of my own, uh, my supplement company, we took that from zero to 1.2 million during COVID. So this oh, all wow. happened in 2019, right after digitalism, Sheesh. right? So I learned so much during COVID that that like just put me like I really say like the 2019, 2020, 2021, really like I feel like it's always like brick by brick. You know, you're gonna have years where you make a lot of money, but you might spend a lot of money on dumb stuff, yep. or you might not do your financials right in those lessons. So that's why it's important to take risk while you're young. hundred percent. So you can learn from your mistakes, right? So some true. people are hard headed. I'm hard headed where I, I have to learn. From, I can learn from other people's mistakes, but like, <laughs> you want to? I gotta yourself. really, I gotta really take my L's <laughs> on the chin to really learn them. So wow. So COVID during COVID is when you really, really put yeah. structure to things and yeah. then take it out. Co during COVID, like after, like during 2020, that's when I can really say like, okay, like I'm a freaking savage at marketing, like. Because when you have like, that's a great thing about running an agency business because you're gonna be able to work with already existing businesses mm -hmm. and like get results using other people's money, right? So obviously that's depending on how good you are in your knowledge. But 100%. I, you know, seeing a client, for example, I did a million dollars in a month for a client, right? Oh wow! So like seeing seeing what I was able to do for those businesses, and I spent a couple million on ads myself. So now my confidence is like way better. I already know what works, and also building those relationships, you know. Um, 100%. The founder of that company, he's super cool with Tony Robbins and like a lot of really high wow. level people. And that's like a friend now. Obviously, I don't work with them anymore, but his team went from eight to over probably 25 people because of the results of what we were able to do with their amazing product. So, wow. Well, that's epic. A relationship. I, I noticed there is a pattern you always say about relationship, relationship. What are some of the va uh, like valuable relationships that you have built with specific people right. that have you know, pretty much escalated? Your, your, your success and your For growth. For sure. I would say there's several. I would say two of them off the top of my head are my, well, I would say I'll go through five people. So I would have my two main mentors. Mm -hmm. I would say Joel Kaplan. So Joel Kaplan was my mentor. I paid, this was actually during COVID because I was getting really good results with my agency and I was like, okay, I want to scale. And I kept getting hit with his ad and Ty, him ad of him and Ty Lopez. It's mm -hmm. an image ad. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, let me book a call with this guy. I booked a call, paid $10,000 on my credit card, the most I've ever spent my oh, life wow. yeah i spent like literally i was like oh my gosh it's just like so stressful but then i went from 25k to 100k a month wow. in three months right so that was like the that's the importance of knowledge right like knowledge. was that worth ten thousand dollars heck oh, yeah 100 percent. yeah so i would say you know i'm not very close with him now but that's something i'm very grateful for because that put me in the position now where after after covid i actually invested in a private equity deal with a solar solar agency at the time and mm. since the knowledge that i had 
from scaling my own agency, I was able to implement that into that business and scale that business being pretty passive wow. just due to the knowledge that I had of scaling service-based businesses with like a good offer. So Joel, I would then say Robert and John. So John, I actually met John um, in 2018 because we worked together at Digitalism. So John and I have been working together for almost four years now. We actually live together in Miami. Nice. And he is the CSO, Chief of Sales at ARC. Arc. So um, we've, done a lot, yeah, we've done a lot together. We've been business partners for a very long time now. And it's just really good to like, have those two. Uh, I'm really a big believer on men should push one another and like, have high standards 100%. for those around, you're around, right? Um, so I'd say John has definitely been a person like that in my life. Same with Robert. Robert and I, we, uh, he's the CEO at ARC, right? We merged our two agencies together nice. in uh, 2021, very beginning of 2021. And that was my last e-commerce marketing agency. So we took all the clients and the team, merged the companies. That was called Scaleboard, and that taught me so much. I worked with so many great brands that were able to help. Um, so that was really, really cool. John, Robert, um, and I would say the last person probably on this off the top of my head would be um, obviously my business partner, Josh. We have a course together, Josh, and I've yeah. learned a lot from him. He's very successful. But I would really say my business partner, Anthony, we don't work together anymore. We used to work together at Scalable. And, you know, I think um, as men, business breakups happen, there's always going to be personal feelings yeah, involved. Personal, so Anthony and I, we knew each other for, I think, since we were 12 years old. Wow. Right. So um, we made up probably like last couple of months. We've been good. He and um, the really cool thing with Anthony is that we've been great friends. And because of when I first met him, not first met him, when we first started working together, this was back when I moved to Atlanta during COVID. He mm -hmm. was going to Morehouse and he had an internship at Boeing. I think he was going to go work at Boeing. Wow. And he came on as like my first closer and appointment setter. And he made, I don't think he made a shit ton of money, but he made good enough money. And he actually ended up moving from Atlanta to Tampa with his girlfriend to help us scale. Ended up, he ended up after that long story short, launching his own offer. And now Anthony is doing six figure months, like 80% wow. profit, right? Wow. And I'm not going to take credit for anyone's success, but... You know, it's really cool to see those that were close to you when you came up, like 100%. me and Anthony have been best You're friends. all winning. Yeah, so he, and he took his own thing and now he's doing his own thing, right? Wow. So, um, super duper important to surround yourself with people like right. that. This is amazing. You know, like this, this channel is mainly for people that are exploring the concept of entrepreneurship. Or right. Some entrepreneurs that are just trying to learn about other entrepreneurs' stories and opportunities that might be available. You know, just listening to you, it's like, they feel like, okay, he made it. You know, right. we made it. And you might feel like there is a gap between like where you started until now. Right. What are some key lessons that you believe that, you know, anybody that is thinking about becoming an entrepreneur can right. leverage and learn from you? For sure. That's a great, before, you know, before like instead of going to learn the hard way, learning yeah. themselves. No, I think that's a great, a great point. Honestly, I would say I have I made it. Heck no. I'm only 22, oh, 23 years old. But I think I've definitely had I've had success. Right. I've definitely come. It's been a long journey. Um, for sure. I think the first thing is like changing your perception on like how you view money, right? Just because when you're first starting off, like, oh, I made $1,000, this, that, and the third, and it's very good, but like more of looking, like, looking at money as like a vehicle to where you want to go, right? So like choosing the vehicle for you that best suits you to get you where you want to be, regardless if that's online or a retail business, whatever, there's so many opportunities in the world, right? So figuring out that vehicle right and then going all in on it that's what i would say the biggest thing that separated me from other people is because it's like massive if you take massive action and there's time compounded there's a great book called the slight edge and the compound effect so i read those mm. books when i was very very young i haven't read it in a while 
But the great thing about that book, the compound effect is like, if you keep taking action every single day, like 0.5%, 1% better. The same thing as like, you have a penny, it turns into a yeah, million yeah. dollars, right? 100%. You have to do that as, even if you're not in entrepreneurship, right? And you're in the corporate world, right? Um, doing that and viewing the world like that every single day, it's just like massive execution. So that's 100%. one thing that you kind of get into that rhythm and it's just like nonstop. Like every, every day is gonna feel repetitive, honestly. Like, 100%. You know, like, okay, I'm doing every single time, same day, like working out, eating right. Um, I would say another big thing is, um, I would say as a man or woman, like viewing yourself as a full spectrum, right? Like you have to be full stack. You can't just be really good at making money and terrible at social skills or yeah, terrible at networking. Yeah, yeah. You can't be really good at making money, but terrible at finances, yeah. and this, that, and the third, yeah, right? Powerful. So when I started off, I was really good at certain things. And then as I developed my skills, I lacked in certain things. For example, I made $600,000 in 18 days in 2020, at the end of 2020, but wow. my supply chain was messed up and my finances were messed up. So how much did I lose? I actually lost $110,000 from the store. Wow. But still a learning lesson. I was okay, okay, whatever. 100%. But it's like becoming, trying to become full stack. Like real, you don't have to be the best at everything, but you need to be competent enough in every facet of business. And then also in life, like, oh, like your body needs to be good. Like your, men, your mental health, the people that you surround yourself with would be good. And if you do all that, I'm like, okay, did this today. Like if you have six different things and all of those skill sets, that's how you like can grow. I love that. Yeah. I love that aspect. I, I'm a strong believer in like, you know, I believe that money is like a, maybe 20% of life. But sad that today, only in entrepreneurship, you get to pretty much build your life in a way that you spend 20% of your time focusing on money and right. the rest on your life. That's why I entice everybody to look into entrepreneurship right. because everything else outside of entrepreneurship, you see people spending 80% or more than 80% of their time working, trying to figure out money. Right. It's and just freedom. What, and, and how much time is left to figure out about your body. Right. How much time is left to figure out about your mindset. Right. How much time is left to figure out, to, you know, left to figure out your relationship. Not much time. Right. You're going to have to try to f accumulate all of these different aspects of life in the 20% while you spend the 80% at work trying to figure out things and nine times out of 10, it's gonna be chaos. Right, I'm a big believer in seasons too, right? Like seasons, you have to have yeah. seasons of yeah. life mm -hmm. to grow. So like, 100%. for example, for me, how I view my 20s, right, is okay, this is the season for me for building massive wealth so I can A, help my family out, B, do what I wanna do and C, also like when I'm ready to not settle down, but ready to really actually build a family with a woman and have kids. Like I've already experienced and done so much yeah. that like I have that nest egg. Like for example, if I have $10 million making 10% a year or something like 5% yeah. a year, like that's more than enough for me not to not, not to want to not work. Not saying I would never want to not work, but I'm not going to be grinding Lord. my 14, 15 hour days yeah. every single day nonstop. Right. So you have to have those seasons of life. Like for example, moving to Miami for me was a season of learning season of partying, honestly, yeah. right? Woman, et cetera. But like, you have to like get out of those seasons and have that self-control to know where you're at and where you want to go. Like, if, for example, when I first started, I remember I would wake up at 5 a.m. Like grind. 5 a.m., all the entrepreneurs, oh, wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> no, honestly, when you start off, like, yo, you, gotta, like, you whatever, should do that, yeah, you know? Whatever, you know, habits you can create at the beginning, create it. Yeah, wake up, I would wake up at 5 a.m. just so I could have that extra time before I go to school to study, do some courses. In school, headphones in, I wasn't listening to music, I was listening to YouTube videos. Like, you just have to have, I just think the best thing that can get anyone entre entrepreneurship is that burning desire. Like, you have to have yes, that desire, desire. In, inside to want to go and change your life. Uh, and then once you have that, like, 
unpatient patience. That's something that I'm a big believer in. So you take a massive action, but like you're gonna get frustrated sometimes, but also like having a bigger picture view of like, okay, here's where I'm at. Especially if you're under, if you're young, right? If you're not, if you're in your 20s, or even if you're in your 30s, like because people, you know, medicine's getting stronger, people are gonna get, gonna live older. You have a lot more time on your hands. And even if you're working a job, you still, you know, you might have to say, okay, I might have to sacrifice my social life for a little bit right now. Yeah. Sacrifice spending time with my girlfriend and my families. And sometimes I hate to say it, I've done this too, which I don't recommend. I'm going to sacrifice going to the gym and that might be good for you. For me, that actually made my mental health worse. Yeah. Right. So seasons is a very big thing. I love that. I love that. You mentioned a very important keyword, patience. Yeah. Because when I started, I was like, you know, started an SU building, an right. SU agency. It's like, oh, it's a lot of competition, big guys in New York. I was ranking number one for SU right. agency in New York. Right. And I would get calls, but nobody, nobody works for me. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? You know, I didn't have an office. And ah, I figured that out later right. on. But I stuck everybody, anybody that I feel like was a high performer, I stuck them. Gary, I stuck Gary. I went to his office and, you know, got a chance to talk to him. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just doing this thing. It's hustling. It's not, you know, the breakthrough is not here. And he's like, patience, patience. I mean, when I say patience, yeah. you know, he always have his camera rolling. Yeah. So he actually got me in one of his episodes, yeah. asking him some question. That was pretty dope. Yeah. I stopped Grand Cardone to, to his okay. hotel room, waited for him until like two in the morning. You talked to him? Bro, I talked to him. He sat wow. down with me for like an hour, almost an hour, bro. Wow. At two in the morning. What was like a big lesson that you learned from sitting with Grant Cardone for an hour? Everything is the same. That's one of the key, like, in, whatever, it doesn't matter what you're selling, it's the same thing. The minute you start thinking it's different, you're gonna lose. Because I'm an entrepreneur at heart, I started, my dad is an entrepreneur, have a, a wholesale business. Right. Five, 10 years old, I'm in his, in his warehouses, right. making deals, selling stuff. And that's how I grew up. But coming to America and stepping into a whole different industry like the digital world, I can sell you a book. I can tell you, oh, the book is thick. It's good. You have a lot of insight. But when I'm selling a service, SEO, that barely not, you know, maybe 1% of people know what SEO is. Right. It's like something that is in the sky. Right. You cannot see it. Not tangible. Right. So it was really hard for me to be able to sell that. And I brought that as like, hey. Um, you know, I believe I'm a great salesman. I can right. sell anything, but this is something that I just don't know how to For get sure. with it. No, I agree 100%. I actually used to suck at sales, right? Yeah. That's why I got into drop shipping because I was like, all right, I'm so scared. Like taking taking meetings with, like business owners when I'm 16, yeah. like yeah. trying to go take them through like a deck and everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to sell them. Uh, and uh, my good friend Jordan Nazario, shout out to Jordan. Um, he actually really taught me sales. We were cool. I was selling um, back in the day. It was like, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, you and Jordan has been this Jordan Nazario? Oh, yeah. 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 So, jo- yeah, we worked at Digitalism together, actually. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, wow. um, and he, uh, I was cool calling real, real lawyers and booking appointments with lawyers to sell them on Facebook ads, personal injury lawyers. Wow. So he was like, yo, you're going to do this. Like, we I have videos of me like four years, five years ago almost, like calling these lawyers. And that started to give me, like, once I started booking some meetings, like, I started getting that confidence, practicing, you know, and then that gave me the confidence to sell my own services wow. and close deals, you know? Yeah, so I had that question, I took it to him, he's like, Mohammed, the minute you start thinking that it's not the same thing, physical is different than digital, is you making an argument against yourself. Mm. And that's, are you like, you're already- Like shooting yourself in the foot, Yeah, basically. you're already shooting yeah. yourself in the foot. Because once you have that belief, 
you know, anybody that you're going to talk to is going to feel that you don't even believe right. in, in your ability to sell them the product, right. you know. So that's, that was one of the breaking point, like biggest lesson that I got out of it. And just, you know, showed me some stuff to for read. Sure. And, you know. and also, like, when you're selling online services, this is a nugget for anyone. It's just all about the offer at the end of the day. I remember yes. when I would, like, when yes. I would sell, um, so advertising services, we had two main verticals that we worked in, which was the skincare, like, beauty industry mm-hmm. for e-commerce brands that worked with beauty, and then also um, with apparel brands. So okay. what we did, what made us different as a marketing company is we made offers so we had an offer called skincare scaling secrets that was a webinar specifically for beauty brands right so when these leads are booking on the phone they're going to be like okay well like there's not many offers in the market like how do you how do you stand out in a cluttered market right oh well like this is specific to this type of customer right so like for example if i was selling seo i would i could have a big seo agency with tons of different sub agencies under the same company all right well this is seo for lawyers we only work with two lawyers in a specific area the reason for this is like you're like and I think that's like, that's all why it's important to invest in yourself and learn from people because from Jordan to Joel, like learning how to make those offers and kind of shift that sales goes hand to hand with marketing, right? A hundred percent. You know, so. Yeah, it's powerful. I think those are some amazing tips that anybody can, you know, really consider if you want to start your entrepreneurial journey. You mentioned a couple of books. Are you a big reader? So right now, no. Honestly, I try and read it more. I mean, I feel like the book I read the most is the Bible, oh, the honestly, Bible. right now. Nice. But um, back when I was growing, yes, I would say more now. I'm like masterminds, courses, like high ticket things to like solve specific problems. Mm-hmm. That's also a time thing. I, time, yeah. I personally feel like right now I'm not in that stage of like, I think I know what you need to pretty, yeah, I know pretty much everything and also not everything. Mm-hmm. Let me take it back. I do not know everything. I know pretty much everything that I need to do to hit the goals that I want and also I have business partners so certain things like that's economy of scale like your network and your business partners like we're all going to bring back valuable resources and information to one another so it's not sometimes it's not like oh I need to read a book 30 40 pages a day sometimes it's like a course video a podcast interview you know things of that nature um so a hundred percent. That's that's dope. You know, there's different mediums of learnings. Yeah. You know, as long as we're learning, we're growing, right? Yeah. We just cannot afford not to learn. Yeah, I'm big on executing. There's a lot of books that I've read that like I didn't really execute. The books that I think that shaped me the most mm-hmm. were Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, but I think it's by T. Yeah. Harv Eckert. T. Harv Eckert. Yeah. yeah. And then Compound Effect, Slight Edge, and then uh, Breakthrough Breakthrough Advertising. Breakthrough Advertising. And then I think there's um who, was, who wrote that? I honestly can't even tell you. I just know no titles. And I think um mm-hmm. There's like one more advertising book. I like reading the books by like the old school copywriters. Bro, like you know? uh, Jay Abraham. Yeah, exactly. Jay Abraham is uh, one. You know Jay Abraham? Yeah, he's yeah. a savage. He's a savage, yeah. bro. He have this book called, uh, I don't don't remember the actual title, but the subject is Geometric Integration. Yeah. Bro. And also like Fire. copywriting, um, you know, if you guys are in any field, copywriting is a really valuable skill just because what copywriting is, for those of you who don't know, it's the understanding of what makes consumers want to buy a product, 100%. right? Copywriting has been around for even ages. You know, there's this TV show called Mad Men and they literally had a whole huge multi-million dollar marketing company writing these marketing campaigns in newspapers. Um, and I think that's one very valuable skill regardless if you're in sales, marketing, because copywriting is the same way as if you're persuading someone with your words in writing. So 100%. understanding how to be better in that is gonna make you better in sales, better in marketing. Um, and I highly recommend to look into it if you want to do better with 
anything online if you're in the marketing or sales industry. Epic, epic. Oh, like I think we've been going for a really good period of yeah, time. We covered a lot of stuff. I know, you know, we all live in Miami. Right. And a lot of people talks about, okay, Miami is for party, for fun, yada, yada, yeah. yada. How did you manage, how do you navigate through through for the sure. streets of Miami? Because there's a lot of distraction. For sure. So I'll give you guys some context. I moved to Miami when I turned 21, right? So okay. I did not have a college experience. I was in college for seven <laughs> weeks. I had, and then I had a girlfriend. So I really didn't go out much. And then I lived in Atlanta. So Atlanta, nightlife's cool, but I was living with my parents. Then I moved to Tampa. If you guys have ever been to Tampa, nightlife in Tampa is cool, mm-hmm. but it's not really an area life. to get to get distracted in, I would say, compared to Miami. So when I moved to Miami, I'll be honest, I went crazy, honestly. I went out, was going out way too much. I was distracted, extremely distracted, um, and I ended up totaling a car, totaled a brand new BMW M4, right? Wow. So that's why I'm a big believer in those moments. Like after that, I was like, oh, okay, stop, cool. But I think managing distractions is all comes down to who you are and like 100%. how you can do it. I, I'm a believer in when I first moved here, I wanted to go out and do a, a bunch of stuff and experience. So it was definitely like a three month period where I was just like going out all the time and I was also single, right? So I think managing distractions is just in terms of focus. I think after living here for over a year, it's like, okay, like you gotta see, you have, I mean, you just gotta see everything and do it. You just gotta experience it and then yeah. you're like, okay, you'll realize how much time is wasted 100%. on things, right? So like, okay, I'm wasting all this time when I could be doing other more valuable things. So that's how I kind of navigate it. And um, I think just traveling too, like I still travel, so I'm not distracted all the time, but I don't know. I don't really think I'm no, I, I, I'm no, I think if you move here and like, it just depends if you're like your personality type too. 100%. So I, I like to go out, I like to network, I like to meet people and that's gotten me very far. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like, it's not like really like a, super ROI activity, like, oh, I'm going to go out and network, go to the yeah, club, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, me personally, I don't go to clubs. I always try to do everything possible to avoid it. Yeah. Maybe I would end up there maybe once a year or so. Yeah. But I always try to avoid it because I feel like it's networking there. You cannot do anything productive in there because everybody is like party mode, fun mode. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to, I think I agree and disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think when you're going out, like, for example, I went to Mr. Jones with Dylan Bless, who's Ty's sales, Dylan, sales team Dylan, leader, yeah. Jordan Welch. He was with us last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Welch, Van, um, Ray and Renee Lakai, some of my good guys. And that was one of the most fun nights I've had. Now, granted, is that very productive? Okay, not really. Will you meet great people? Yes, but it's not like it'd be something like, okay, like, I'm going to have a great conversation with you and I'm out. It's like yeah. you more make the connection, follow up later, yeah, right? Yeah, have yeah. a good time. And also, one thing that I learned last year, because I lived in uh, Minneapolis half of last year um, mm. with an ex-business partner, is is super powerful having relationships and hospitality having relationships and hospitality just because you're going to be able to get in places for free right have you're going to be able to also network and meet people and promoters know tons of people so the only really way to you know network promoters is having a lot of women because promoters get paid on the girls they bring to the club and spending money so when i first moved here none of my i have not gone out to a club with any of my roommates or business partners this year i was the only one that had done that but i've made great connections i've made money from it but also I've had great experiences to kind of shape my worldview. So I'm a believer in experiencing it, but like you don't have to, at one point I was just going out nonstop and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I gotta like kind of focus, refocus my energy. hundred percent. I like what you said about, you know, building a relationship in hospitality. I'm like, you know, I'm very religious about the places that I go. Right. So every, if I like a restaurant, my goal is to become really friend with uh, like the, the manager. Exactly. You know? And I have a strategy that I'm going to share with all of you guys, please. 
don't overuse it. <laughs> What's the strategy? I'm going to share with you guys right now. If you have a restaurant that you like, go on a Wednesday. Wednesday around 10 p.m. Because they would close at maybe 11 or 12. Go, you know, 9, 30, 10. And you'd be one of the people in the restaurant. They'll be able to count with their fingers how many people are in the restaurant. Yeah. And at that time, you know, you're going to get a lot of attention. Right. Because everybody, you know, just try checking around, you right. know. You're going to get a lot of attention. And that's where you, you know, you open up. You talk to every single one of the, you know, hosters or managers yeah. that, that is around. You treat them nice. Yeah. Treat them nice and you leave a really nice tip. A yeah. big, it's an investment, even if it's $100, $200, just give it to them on that Wednesday night. All of them would know your name. It's like, yes. oh, he was here. Oh, this guy. He, yeah. And next time when you come, come around, come around the same time. Yeah. You know? So, once a week. Then. Yeah. Once a week, you can, you know. Every other week. It's like something. three touches. Yeah. Three touches. That's the first touch. The second touch, you don't have to be, give a big, big tip or whatnot. Just be there and just, okay, this is, you're, you know, marinating the relationship. Yeah. And the third time when you come, you know, my, I did that in a new restaurant that just opened, Bala. Yeah. Oh, Amal, Amal, Miami, yeah. one of the, uh, like, my favorite restaurant in Miami. I did that. The second day, I, the second time I went there, I got a manager's personal phone number. Yeah. It's like, you know, let me know anytime you're coming. You know, so <coughs> I, I went there so many times with friends. And it's like, you have to reserve the restaurant maybe like two weeks in advance if yeah. you want a Friday night. Use text the manager if they have openings. Boom. It's like, yeah, come through. I'll, I'll, I'll get, get you something. Yeah, that's amazing. You know? So this is like how I build relationship. And always try to, if you can, try to pick a table that you want to be seated all the time. Yeah. And also, I think I love that. There's a restaurant right next to my building. Mm -hmm. And when I come in, if I'm going on a date, I always tell them, hey, I want to be said, hey, Mr. Shaw, it's nice to see you again. So they all, the hostess yeah. always do that. Own, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Shaw, how are you doing? I, I, just, I just, that's like the thing I like personally. It's like, <laughs> hey, Mr. Shaw, how are you doing? But like there's certain tiers of restaurants, you know, like I, if I was a big baller, I would go to do that at Carbone, which is like, yeah, love that restaurant, right? Um, but it's super, super duper important. Everybody knows you, you know, and like I have like table 47 at Balan. Okay. At, you know, Makoto, I have a table also. If I go like, oh, my table's like my table's available because Balan is walking distance. Right. Walk there's oh, yeah, there's somebody there. Oh, text you when it's available. Have my specific spa place that I that's sit. That's awesome. Man. And that's like things like that. It just makes you rememberable. Right. Anything that can make you rememberable in a restaurant, right, is something that you want. And you build a really great relationship. Imagine you go there with a guest, with a friend. And you see every single person coming to say hi to you. Right. And I like I'll go to the, those restaurants sometime by myself, and I see the other people in the restaurant just looking at me. It's like they would just, you know, like turn around. It's like who is this guy? A right. lot of people. Everybody's going to say hi to him, right. and it creates part curiosity. Right. You know, and you get people starting to talk to you That's that super way. Super important. You know? Very Network important. is proximity is power. Proximity is power. For sure, you know? man. And I believe in investing in proximity. You know, like a lot of my friends, like why would you? spend you know this amount of money when I, even when i lived in new jersey right it's like why would you spend this amount of money you can buy a house a big house yada 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 no. like no you who's gonna come to your house yeah but an apartment you're gonna be in an elevator if somebody's going to the ph floor with you and the people are in the in the you know in the elevator and they always exit before you yeah they ask themselves question yeah like who are you how who do you, you? you meet yeah. so many people yeah. like that yeah. exactly you know? and that's you build relationships that's going to make you 10 times the amount of money Amen. you have invested. That's you know? super important, so, man. 
guys, there you have it. We spoke a lot about pretty much a lot about everything. And just to touch up on top of distractions, dating as a young man, you know, dating can be really challenging. Right. Because what happened is that when you have you have the means, you have there is this nice quote that I got from this book. I'm learning about trading, so I just read this book called This Trading in a Zone. Right. And I have something that I'm gonna share with you guys. Things very, very valuable. Awesome. So he said he said unlimited possibilities coupled with the limited, with unlimited freedom to take advantage of those possibilities, present the individual with unique and specialized challenges, challenges that very few are equipped to deal with. Right. You, you, you got it, right? I, I understand that completely. You, you understand it, right? So you have unlimited possibilities, right? In dating, you have unlimited possibilities. Right. And you have the freedom. To, to take advantage of every single co- yeah. opportunities, right? You have the money, you have the look, you have the lifestyle, everything. Right. You know, like we are like maybe the top one percent of guys, right. right? That have the freedom to do pretty much anything they want to do. The challenge now is, I mean, we're in Miami. Where you know? to start? You know, because there's <laughs> unlimited possibilities. Yeah. How do you navigate through that? I feel like it's all about seasons. All about seasons. Yeah, it's all about season. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm very. I sell a lot of products to women, so I think I understand women very well from my growth. I've had a couple serious long-term girlfriends, but to sum up how you how I you operate dating, I mean, I think it comes down to what you want, mm-hmm. right? I never think you should desire a relationship. I think you should desire the right type of woman, and then that will naturally lead to a relationship. But I'm all about chasing your chase your purpose, have a social life, you know. You can and let woman come to you like you can't chase a woman you can always pursue a woman and have that masculine frame masculine energy and you have to have a life for her to come into at the end of the day right like you need like if your life's so good like that's for example like i hate to say i hate to say maybe it's because of miami but like Mm -hmm. for example if you look at like super successful entrepreneurs and like very successful businessmen like nine times out of ten their their wives are like models or very beautiful women or very successful businesswoman because a top tier woman i and Andrew Tate said this, and you might not agree with Andrew Tate, but one thing you can't agree is a woman's beauty, because physical beauty is so, you can't do anything for that, right? A woman's beauty and a man's success are basically the same thing, right? Yep. So, like, women want to make it men when they're 95% done the race or at the finish line. Granted, not all women, but, so I just focus on that and then figuring out, like, what you like. Like, I like this guy, Coach Corey Wayne, he's a dating coach, mm-hmm. and um, I have a list of all the qualities that I want in a potential woman, and then, you know, just... Go with the flow, really. I think a lot of men, they overcomplicate things and they overthink things. Uh-huh. And they spend a lot of time like chasing when in reality it's like you want those, the, the female, the women that have been in my life that have like been long-term or been really there for me, they have wanted to be in my life, right? So after you go on, a, for example, you go on a couple of dates with a girl, she's not really texting you back, she's not really showing you energy. Yeah. Like you'd be like, hey, you know, you seem pretty busy, you know, hit me up another time. And just like kind of go on with your life, you 100%. know. And you, that's also gonna be social. Like that's why I have a social circle. Like if you're struggling to meet women, a social circle, building, being sociable, going out. Because I hate to say this, a lot of girls like to go out, right? Going out, having a social circle of female friends is a great way to meet other beautiful women, and vice versa. Like for example, with girls, if you're looking to meet high value men, okay, well, don't flirt with the guys, but try and become friends with guys that are high value. So you can get around other high value guys. For example, uh-huh. if I have a female friend, I have beautiful women that are my fr- actual like friends, right? 
I know if I bring them around my friends, all my friends are wanting to hit them up and I'm like, yo, like, I already know how she is, like, shoot your shot or don't, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's vice versa, right? <laughs> so it's like, that's like my kind of take on it. Um, I think social media, and also like, I hate to say it's like, yo, having us pop in social media makes things way easier, uh, like social proof, you know? Yep. Social proof, they get to see your lifestyle, they yeah. get to see your habits, and that pretty much closed the deal. Right yeah. now, we don't have to, you know, go through the same type of, or, or last part, one of the episodes I was mentioning, I wrote a letter to a girl, like in 2016, and the letter is still alive until today, so it's this big source of embarrassment. Oh my she goodness. always had to pull up on me. Oh lord. <laughs> but right now, you don't have, literally don't have to do all of that, you know. Yeah. So, dating in Miami, you know that, you know, pretty much seeing the lifestyle, you're gonna have a lot of people come through. Right. Do you get hit with people and you like with girls and you feel like, oh, she's just there for uh, something? Yeah, or I mean, it's also really, really competitive. Very like, competitive. I'm not gonna say any names, mm -hmm. but I have some friends and colleagues like that have like all tried to talk to the same girls or girls that have tried to talk to the same friends and really like i i'm at the point now where i really don't focus on that or like let that really phase me i kind of just like do me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like of course there's going to be people that come that are visiting or people that don't want anything serious you know like oh miami's not the city for relationships no it's not necessarily that's the case it's just everything's elevated here there's way more money and when where money flows, attention goes. And what, what's better than a beautiful woman for attention, right? 100%. So I think it just comes down to the environment that you're in and like what you, what you, who your ideal mate or girlfriend or whatever you want looks like, right? 100%. She might not be in Miami. Miami is a great city. Who, who knows where, where she is? But I, uh, I, don't I try not to classify like every like stereotype every girl mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. oh like she's a miami girl like she just wants to like hook yeah, up yeah. and have fun like blah, blah blah like that's not really the case i'm more of just like let people's actions show Define and then just like girl. focus on your purpose because there's nothing more attractive to a woman than like a guy that's like on his purpose he's not texting you all the time he's building his businesses he's hanging out with his guy friends working out hitting the gym living a great life like that's a life that like any girl any girl would want to come 100%. into right so when you focus on that then like makes everything easier because you already know how, how like the better your life is you know that's why for example Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos can get like any girl he wants I'm not saying any girl but like yeah he's not the best best looking dude but like yo he's Jeff you Bezos bro you get what are you, how, what are you gonna compete he's gonna fly her out on a private jet and put her on his billion dollar yacht how are you gonna yeah, you're not, just, are you gonna compete with that he just he, he, a couple of days ago I saw he just built a new a new a new new yacht yeah. Like $500 million, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, how are you, how are you gonna compete with yeah, that? you cannot compete with that. Yeah. Another thing that I, I, I believe a lot in, a couple of things when it comes to dating, right? Number one is transparency. You know, setting up expectations. Setting up and managing expectations is one thing. And the other thing is timing, right? right? Timing, you imagine you start dating a, a girl today when she's 25 or whatnot, or, you know, she would expect to get a ring within a year or two. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Like that. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And some yeah. of them doesn't even have yeah. a year or two. Some of them one during in a yeah. year. Right. And yeah. want to get married next year. So understanding, okay, this is where I'm at, and this is what my plan is, and communicating that you know clearly and very specifically would help save a lot of time. Because right. what happened? You meet someone who's cool, everything, get really involved in so many levels. And all of a sudden, they're nagging it for, for a ring. It's like, yeah. let's get married. It's like, yeah, I personally, I, I'm so young. I haven't experienced that. <laughs> I've experienced girls that I was seeing casually yeah. that wanted a relationship. And I just like, yeah, I, 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 think, I don't think it was, was meant for me, you know. 
but I think, yeah, I mean, I think communication expectations is 100%. definitely, you know, it's definitely necessary. But at the end of the day, you know, I think you can just, I think it's very straightforward as men. Like if you're a woman watching this, it's very straightforward if, you know, a man wants you, right? We're very, we're very simple creatures. Like men are like dogs, women are like cat, right? Like you can't chase a cat, like you have to let it come to you, pet mm-hmm. it. Like men, like they're dogs, like they're loyal, right? But like you got to build that loyalty. Um, so I think it's just being like knowing that and also like understanding like masculine and feminine energy, like understanding how the dynamics are. Cause there's like a lot of girls, like my very first girlfriend, she was super masculine, right? And that like taught me a lot about like how I'm supposed to be in relationships and things of that. And then I just say, have fun, like go through your stages. Like that's go my advice. Stages. Yeah, I love like, it, I love it. Got, you'd have, have a long-term relationship, get your heart broken, break up some hearts. Like my, like obviously advocating for <laughs> breaking hearts, but like, you want to be on both sides of the equation. Yeah, to know so, how it feels so, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. It's definitely uh, important. Uh, that's powerful. Guys, there you have it. We've covered everything about entrepreneurship, about living in Miami, and even dating. Can you Great imagine? podcast, man. Great podcast. Great podcast. Thank, Thank you for, for having coming. me, man. I have something special that I do with every single guest. You know, my books have been very personal to me for a really right. long period of time. And ever since I started a podcast, I'm like, What's a better way to show gratitude to the people that are coming on, the guests that are coming on the podcast, than giving them access to my library? Oh, no uh, way, man. I'm going to have to look through this and choose <laughs> one now. I have a bunch of books. You have some here. You have some, uh, about 60 of them in front of you. Okay. Just go through it and choose the one that Psycho- resonates with you the most. Psychopictography. Something that resonates with you the most. And what's this one? Boom, we'll make it happen. Okay, what about this one? Let's go, let's go. Psychopictography. <sighs> Boom. What's this about? Psychopictography. Oh, I thought this was a marketing book. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's somehow, somehow. Okay. Understanding of the mind. Let's see. Oh, yeah, PhD. this is a good one. Okay. Or you are. Ah, oh, these are mindset books. No <laughs> mindset books right now. Ugh, conversion code. What's this conversion one? Conversion code. Traffic leads and sales. Okay, you know what? Neil Patel. Hey, five million in annual. Really nice okay. Review on there. You know what? Uh huh. There we go. Yeah, we'll do this one. I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you, man. I appreciate amazing. that. This was amazing. That. I'm glad we got to do this. We've been trying to do this for a really long period of time. I'm happy we got to make it happen. If you enjoyed the video. You know, leave a like, leave a comment because it helps with the Google, YouTube algorithm. Also, share this podcast with anybody you think can benefit from this as well. Make sure if you're on the go, you can grab the podcast version on any podcast platform Audible, you know, Audible, Spotify, Spotify yeah. all these platforms. And if you have questions for Kendall, leave them in the comment. We get to it. And also, you're going to see some information about Kendall's program in the description below go ahead and click on and kendall is on instagram as well you're gonna see his handle on the screen also check him out follow him and follow the journey because i know this is just the beginning if you guys have any questions about e-commerce social media marketing look obviously i do have a program but i do genuinely want to help people message me on instagram more than happy to send videos or help and also if you have a specific question that's more in depth I'm really trying to, one of my goals is here to make more content. I've been behind the scenes a lot, so I'll most likely make a YouTube video about that as well. Amazing, amazing, guys. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.